Welcome to Sober Soapbox with Shanti, where we're going to talk recovery, healing, and transformation, and how that influences and affects daily life. If I think it, I'm going to say it, and we're going to talk openly about it. Maybe none of us want to talk about, but have to. It could be the proverbial elephant in the room, and it's possible recovering alcoholics don't want to even think it out loud. But is the future going to not include alcohol at all? What is sober, and what does it mean, and how do we navigate this minefield of sobriety? Because ultimately, that's what it is, and that's what it means to be sober. Sober means nothing, nada, none. You don't cut down and call yourself sober. You either are or you aren't. There is no in-between. I'm now almost nine months sober. Wow, wrapping my head around that just does not feel real. To think back to how I could never have even gone two days without alcohol in the past, it defies belief for me that here I would be nine months later. But yet... Here I am. I have to giggle this morning because I went to a very good friend's birthday party last night and while driving there I thought, is this the night where I'm going to have a drink? And I think I thought that because these are incredible friends that I've only had really amazing times with. It's always been fun, no drama, and I often question myself. Well, I always had a great drunken fun night with them and what harm did I do? Anyway, we will get back to these trains of thought and struggles in a bit. Long story short, I had a great time. Didn't end up having a drink. Well, actually, I had a mocktail, which was revolting, that I paid $14 for. That was such a letdown, which I was quite upset about because I thought, goodness, I don't even drink anymore. How hard would it be to have a decent mocktail at least? Ah, roll. Anyway, I keep getting distracted from the story. So I came home sober when my husband was at home with friends and they had been drinking and I could see he was a little bit on it. Now, I'm very lucky. He's not a massive drinker anyway and God bless him. He really has cut down extensively on this journey with me. Anyway, fast forward to this morning and he's up early to go fishing and I look over at him in bed and I say, so how's the head this morning? To which he looks over and rolls his eyes at me and says, I have a headache. Would you like to get on your soapbox? And yes, the reason my podcast is called a Soapbox Junkie is because in the beginning of my sober days, I used to stand on my soapbox and preach it. But anyway, I've since learned better. Anyway, so I said, oh, geez, my concentration is all over the place today. Anyway, so... He asked me if I'd like to get on my soapbox about him feeling a little bit under the weather. And I said, yes, actually I would. Because nothing beats a sober Sunday morning. Actually, nothing beats just being sober. And at that moment, I was so glad I hadn't picked up the night before and remembered, yeah, I do need to pat myself on the back and remember how far I've come and how proud I should be of myself. Because just last night, I was questioning my sobriety yet again. But here I am, sober. In the beginning of my sobriety, I was quite judgy of other people and would think, geez, that person really needs to cut down or stop drinking altogether. I know now it's because I was resentful. 
as time's gone on and I've worked on myself, I've realized judgment is such a waste of time. And unless it's directly hurting me or someone I love, to not let it worry me at all. I had to discover this all alone. And if someone had told me I had a problem just over a year ago, I would have told them to get fucked. I used to question Jay a bit in the beginning, but that was because I battled being the only one not drinking. And I felt a little hard done by. It would be different if I guess he was a massive drinker that was always getting pissed. So I'm very grateful and lucky I have him on this journey to support me. I do now see why loads of relationships either don't work if one person decides they want to take this road and the other person doesn't really want to give up the party life or the person trying to live a clean life fails because the support is not there and it's easier to just give into the demons that are always knocking at the door. So to be blatantly honest, the struggle is very real to stay sober. The first days of giving up were the hardest. I went 35 days and it was a constant battle with my mind. One thing I know is I wouldn't have survived without my meetings. I was doing five a week sometimes. And I know I say this all the time, but I really do wish above all else that the stigma of AA and the shame associated with admitting you're an alcoholic and looking for help would fall away. People have no idea how hard it is and what courage it takes to walk into your first meeting alone and then keep with it. Again, thinking is hard, and I guess that's why most people choose to judge. I then decided 35 days in the longest I have ever not had a drink, by the way, since I can remember, to have a drink. The glass of champagne was placed in my hand, and I sat looking at it for ages, contemplating whether I wanted it or not. Who was I? I was questioning the very fabric of the person I was, which I now know is very sad because it's just alcohol and that proved to me how much it had consumed and did consume my life. My husband said, you don't have to drink it if you don't want. Now, this is important the way that he addressed this with me, because in the beginning, he said, what do you want me to do if you want to drink? Do you want me to stop you? And my first response was, yes. Most definitely. But then I thought about it and thought, no, because that will cause issues. And if he tells me, though, then I'm going to do it because I don't like it when someone says I can't do something, especially him. Anyway, I had a sip. And with that, I'd broken my sobriety. So I finished that glass, had another, and then we got home and went to the neighbors and shared another bottle of champagne. I was by no means drunk, but I was definitely under the influence. I didn't do anything wrong or say anything bad. I didn't offend anyone. All in all, it was a really nice evening. But when I woke up, I could feel I had been drinking and that dusty feeling had returned. My absolute first thought waking up was why on earth did I feel the need to drink? What a waste. Then the anxiety crept in, something I hadn't had for a while, and I thought, why do I drink? I don't even like the taste of alcohol, especially champagne of all things, and wine, and I definitely don't like feeling like this. Overall, I was just completely disappointed. It was a letdown all around from whatever way I looked at it, and I've been sober ever since. After that, it was relatively easy. There was tons of emotional stuff to keep me busy that I needed to work on, and I started applying myself to so much. 
I kept up my meetings. The fellowship was very important to me. I started saying yes to people I put off for coffee dates. I started reaching out to friends who had fallen along the wayside because I'd been so self-absorbed in everything that was me and that I didn't have time for anything or anyone else. Therapy made me realize there was so much to work on and that I couldn't help anyone if I couldn't even look after myself. I did everything that was necessary to help myself. It was almost like I had this clean slate to make me the best I'd ever been for the most important people in my life. After quitting the booze, I weaned myself off the benzos and opiates, which I had been taking pretty consistently over the last year. I'd been using them for the wrong reasons, of course, and once I stopped drinking, I was then able to get off those completely, which I couldn't believe were so mind-altering in themselves. I started seeing everything so clearly, and coupled with my meetings where I could relate to every story being shared, and with my sick mind and body getting better, I then became scared of alcohol and the path it had led me down. I was petrified at how far I had fallen, how loose my morals had become, and how my integrity had slipped, and I knew I had to do whatever it took to stay clean and sober. I never questioned the drinking again for a while after that night because I knew this is definitely what I wanted and it was definitely what I needed. And as the days went by, I was loving who I was becoming and how my mind was changing and the thoughts were changing. But who was I now? Since I'd only known drinking me and my whole life had revolved around plans made to drink, friendships that started and survived off this, and a culture that I was very heavily invested in, who was I without it? So I hibernated in the beginning because I'd proven I couldn't trust myself to be strong enough if it was there and I was out in public. But this got easier as time went by. The more I realized why I had been drinking and beginning to heal the whys of why I was using alcohol as a crutch, the stronger my resolve then became to work through the hard stuff. It doesn't mean the urge wasn't there. It just meant I had to remember why I shouldn't pick up and that I was loving this new me and especially the clarity that came with the sober mornings. I did research into what alcohol does to the body and the timeline of what happens when you give up. I got interested in why I was having such an incredibly enlightening reaction to becoming sober. It was like this whole new life and world was opening up and I was embracing it. I was in love with the way I was feeling. So let's get down to the nitty gritty because here we are nine months later and I've been out many times now. I've had people over to my house for dinner parties and sports events. We've had birthday parties, been to other friends and family's birthdays, been overseas on a holiday, been away locally and through all of this I have chosen not to drink. I've always toyed with the idea that I will fall off the wagon. It's bound to happen. I've been to meetings where someone was once 15 years without a drink and it happened just like that. They threw that away. Those 15 years for one night of something that made them feel like absolute crap. Not only physically, but mentally as well. So that makes me question where I am and do I want to live without alcohol? The answer I can tell you straight off the cuff is yes. I do want to live without it because all it did was cause agony and disaster in my life, in my head, for my body, to those around me. And I grew up knowing 
firsthand how damaging alcohol was. It took away precious time, really being present from the most important things in my life, my kids, among lots of other things. Why would I even question this destructive poison allowing itself to make its way back into my life? But then I go to functions on Saturday with friends I've had forever that have never seen a bad side of me drinking. And we've had the most fun side-splitting nights that we still talk about. Good, clean fun. I talk to my sister and we have long conversations about this topic because she has been on this journey with me every step of the way. And we bounce these thoughts off each other. And I love her madly because she is so open and honest and she will always say what she is feeling. Advice. Don't ever lose the people that hold you accountable, not in a judgmental way, though. Those that are truly holding you accountable for the right reasons, not to suit their own agenda. Anyway, we know that our holiday in Miami just last year was amazing. Again, lots of partying and awesome memories that this holiday wouldn't have been the same without alcohol. Just good times. If I chat to friends and the subject of being alcohol-free comes up, especially with my clients, one of the most common responses. I get, oh, but you don't have a problem with alcohol, or I've never seen anything that would make me think that. I then have to assume that I either hit it very well, they don't know me that well, or is it because I caught it before I really sank to beyond saving? Had I not had a rock bottom, would I have just gone through the roller coaster of drinking until I got beyond help? I can't see how it could have gotten worse for me now that I'm out of it. But also then this opens my mind up to, well, you know, you can do the sober thing now. So why cut yourself off completely and just try and see how it goes? And this is where my mind has to kick into overdrive because I have to then remind myself I've also had more than a few horrid experiences in my life with alcohol and situations that I've ended up where I shouldn't have been there. I know what it's done to me firsthand as a child growing up in a damaged alcoholic family. I know what's happened to my relationships towards the end of last year and how everything fell apart around me. And that fear kicks in and that reminder of why I should rather avoid it because nothing good comes from it for me. Then the questions that swirl around my head to try justify that maybe I should try drink again are also there. Are you sure you weren't just surrounded with bad company? But what if you saved it only for special occasions or when you go on holiday? Why don't you just try have one? Besides the fact that I know I can't just have one or that I've never actually tried to just have one because the alcoholic in me always said, what's the point of one? Really, what is the point of one? Don't pick up the first and then you won't have a problem with more. And then it's back to the rational side. But what if this becomes a slippery slope again and before you know it, you're back to being surrounded with chaos and having a pity party for yourself again? Ah, oh, this constant battle of the two minds. It's crazy, but when in doubt, leave out. And you know what? Sometimes I'm glad I have that mentality of why would I only have one or two? Because when I'm out in these situations, the thought of having a drink passes very quickly. And before you know it, I'm waking up in my bed the next morning, sober and so grateful for my right decisions the evening before. 
There was something that weighed heavily on my mind in the early stages of recovery. Please remember, my recovery was and isn't only about alcohol. It is also trauma and depression related. But the alcohol played a pivotal part and was the biggest reason in my fall to rock bottom. I was really battling with balancing my life properly after I quit. I didn't know if I was happy or sad. I didn't know who I was or what I really liked. I was scrambling a bit all over the place which balanced itself out after a few months. But I realized if I didn't stick to my routines, I started getting a little restless and I didn't know why. So I knew my routines were a pivotal part of my recovery, but there was something else niggling until one day I realized this was partly because of the pressure I'd put myself under not to drink. It was consuming the better part of my life and I started obsessing when my mind got idle. Now I feel bad for even uttering this out of my podcast because I never ever want to be the reason anyone goes backwards on their progresses, especially with drugs and alcohol, because I know stopping these things saved my life and I will be forever grateful for the gifts that were given to me in sobriety. But I really need to be honest and authentic in everything I say these days to be completely fulfilled. But I realized I needed to release that pressure and say to myself, the day will come when you choose to go down that route and you maybe do decide that you're going to have a drink and it will be okay, whether it be with old friends whether it be for a very special occasion, and whether you just have a shitload to drink or just a couple, even have one when that time comes, you will decide. And the strangest thing happened for me when I let go of this immense high bar that I'd set for myself. I realized I didn't want to waste my sobriety and the good that had come out of it for me being sober and how far I'd come couldn't match the thought of picking up a drink. The pressure wasn't there anymore and my mind now only goes to two places when I think about it. Either I just don't want to because one or two is pointless and why would I waste my sobriety on one or two drinks? Or the thought of getting shit-faced and waking up dusty with regrets and anxiety is just really unappealing to me. So what options does that really leave me with? I feel like I have such a clear mission of what I want and what I need. I'm so motivated for what's been happening and how much I've done in such a short time of being sober. I got back to exercising after two and a half years of being so unmotivated to do anything remotely exercise orientated. I used to have an excuse for everything. Now I have a solution. My podcast I've been dying to do for over two and a half years is finally up. I started practicing gratitude, which somehow multiplied daily until I didn't see anything any other way. Working on how to communicate better with the relationships that are in my life. Letting go of anything that's not in my control. I work on myself every day. Less judgment in everything. It makes life so peaceful and I crave peace. I always have. My days are full of amazing things. Sitting down and really spending time with my kids and being 150% present, putting my hand up now to coach my kids' sports teams, doing things when friends ask me, and putting myself out there even when I don't want to, especially when I don't want to. I just feel like I've missed so much time in the past with drinking and I don't want to miss anything again. The hardest parts of this journey have been the most character building for me. There are not enough hours in the day to keep me busy anymore. 
Gone are those boring days of hanging all day after having benders and alcohol-fueled weekends and being completely uninteresting the day after. Gone are the days of being at war in my head and not knowing what to do about it. Gone are the days of busy schedules, thinking that's what makes me important, or trying to keep up with what with things that really shouldn't have ever impressed me. The here and now is amazing. The little things rock my world, and I'm not afraid to share that. I've realized how much time I've wasted on nonsense and figured out what's really important. I don't think I will lose these things if I pick up a drink because I know all of this outweighs me ever going back to that lifestyle. But I do know I'm not ready right now and I don't know if I ever will be. And I'm comfortable with that because I'm comfortable with me and my decisions. I'm comfortable in social situations and don't need to drink my way through anything now if I'm not in the mood. Change your mindset to knowing you don't need anything to pick you up or make you more interesting. Alcohol doesn't do that. You do. You are your own pick-me-up and you can be confident in you. Your mind is strong, your body is strong, and your thoughts will be clear. You will know what you want. You know who you are. This is what sober gives you. It keeps you happy, grounded, and focused on all the things that truly make you happy. So leaving you with these three thoughts today. One, the hardest thing to admit is that you have a problem. So if you have done this, be proud. And if you're taking steps to make your life better, don't let the outside chatter throw you off course. The right people will stay. Two, don't be too hard on yourself. Do your journey at your own pace. You don't have to tell people what's going on, but it definitely helps to have people in your corner for those hard days. If there's someone you trust, reach out to them. Three, and most importantly, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you don't have anyone, there are trauma, alcohol, and survivor groups that can help that are amazing. The internet has opened so much up for us to use and to be connected. You are not weak for doing this, and there is no shame in trying to help yourself be better. Remember, always do what's good for you and what makes you happy. It's cliche, but seriously, we really only do get this one life. So thank you for joining me again today. And as always, I hope it's helped in any way. And um, yes, I'll be here next week again. As always, feel free to share your stories or send your questions and thoughts through via email. We'll be happy to chat about them or answer any questions. You can connect with me on Instagram at Sober Soapbox and you can use my link tree to subscribe, connect or email or you can email me directly on SoberSoapbox at Yahoo.com. Views expressed in this podcast do not constitute advice or services. The thoughts and opinions are mine solely and should not be substituted as professional or medical advice.